0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a two part Chepe Space, Lunk, Luna, and AI, which stands for Artificial Intelligence. Let's take a listen.
1: Hey, you enjoying your day? Oh, Sefi.
2: Yeah, kind of. Not focused today. Struggling to focus. How about yourself?
1: Mm, no, no. I'm just uh, finished up work. Uh, focusing just fine. <laughs> like headed out and just chilling now. Um, yeah, that was a funny little SBF space before work this morning. Uh, I don't know who the host was like Whale something or another, and I thought the whole thing was very very funny. <laughs> just like uh, oh
2: yeah, is it the one with Calio guys
1: like yeah he's like playing video games uh it's pretty sweet <laughs> like it's like he sounds like uh but he sounds like an idiot though like he he genuinely does not sound very smart like um i don't well, know how the he consensus, made it this
2: the consensus that? was yeah. that he's he's playing like this character to infuriate people so he can make them angry then he can be the victim like oh don't get angry with me like um I'm just uh, I don't know what's going on here. I I'm just a victim, but you're getting angry with me. Like what's going on? So maybe that's like part of his little his little sociopathic uh plan.
1: Yeah, you think you think though that this is like a specific plan on his part. I think um it, well, I guess the argument for it being a plan is like why would you be on Twitter spaces chatting about this stuff in the first place? Right? That would be the reason to yeah. consider that it's all staged. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like um, I don't know. He just sounds like like why bother at all? Like, and why yeah. would he just host his own space then if he just wants to say shit, right? Like, why come on with people who are supposedly going to? Did you
3: Did you hear the part when they asked him if uh, if what he will do if he gets arrested when he comes to the U.S. and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I'll take it step by step." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll take it step by step. Um, yeah, I don't know the the whole the whole story is just so weird. I think the best way to describe it would be like um, somebody just tweeted on my on response like to me and it's like uh, it's like how it's hard to believe this guy is real. Like he's an actual person. It's he's such a strange character. Like, and that's saying something, considering how many strange characters we know, <laughs> you know?
3: So, I don't know. What's, what's the yeah. university called in, in San Francisco? It's at Stanford, right? He was actually born on campus. You know that? At
1: Stanford, you mean? Or on, uh, I think he went to MIT or something, right?
3: No, no. He was born on Stanford University campus grounds.
1: Okay. So, like, Stanford Medical School or something? Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm
3: not something sure like you
1: know. that yeah yeah sure okay but anyway <laughs> like, it, the whole thing is funny hey bruce what do you think about did you listen to the show this morning
4: no no but I'm, I'm a fan of um spf i think it's cool like i think um if you if you lay out your goals in life and they are things like getting really rich having fun having a good time being protected um playing computer games all the time whatever he's he's done it all really really well so like i don't know man to man respect
1: i thought it was funny how he was playing video games while he was um while he was on twitter spaces he, he does that each time like he's kind of like in his little zone or multitasking or some shit it's very funny That's okay um, And he's like, he's half distracted the whole time he's talking too. He's Mm. like, I can't bother to answer your stupid questions or whatever. (laughs) Like, and it's weird. Like, why bother at all? Like, why not just play video games then? Why show up, you know?
3: Mm.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're stressed though, it does help a bit to take the edge off.
1: Yeah, I'm Uh, thinking maybe that's his way of like, yeah.
4: Yeah, like like someone like him will not have a, a good way of dissipating stre- stress they'll just like do that <laughs> i think i think also, that's probably
1: what it is because he's not even that great at that particular game he's pretty good but not great no. so he's, few, um... he just simply just uh does it like as a ritual kind of thing you know
4: yeah if, and if you do things for long enough you like the part of your brain that does them can just do them like i can i can play a full chess game and my brain will just do it and i won't lose pro- processing capacity to have a conversation or to listen to like an audio book or something it, it can just do it in the background maybe he's like that as well he's done it for so it's like a routine i guess like weird weird psychological splitting where it's just like that's the that's the part of his mind that wants to kind of dissociate from stress
1: yeah there's definitely some types of games you can truly just simply play while you're doing almost anything i don't know if league of legends or whatever the fuck he plays is one of those types of things but i would imagine so It's like a kind of like a path you take, and you just do it over and over again. Anyway, it was just I thought it was funny how he was like uh, has all these people he's talking to, and um, and like instead of paying attention to what kind of mistakes he could make in terms of what he says, instead he decides to just play games. And a lot of the answers he was giving was just simple, just straight up nonsense too, which is which is impressive. Um, And I think everyone else in the room was like, "Wait, like, like (laughs) I think I didn't think they expected him." or maybe they should expect it, but they didn't think they'd expect it to be so stupid, right? Like that's, which is really what he was. I don't think he's even faking it too. I think if he wanted to sort of like fake that, you know, maybe somehow he was in the right or some other thing, like there's a better way to have done it, but I don't know. He just seems like someone who, he just, he seems like the type of person who fakes a lot of things. And is not yeah. as smart as people says he is. I have yeah, have just general sense about him. Just
3: just think from another perspective, you know. I mean, he's in such a weird position right now. And usually, people just disappear or they don't talk because lawyers advise them not to talk to anyone in such situations, right? And he just goes out there and uses Twitter. No one's done it before. Like you get the mass murderer, and they haven't caught him, and he's just chatting away on Twitter. Yeah, you know, don't know why I did it. Yeah, and maybe he coped with the stress by misallocating customer funds, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, And the funny thing is, like these or questions he's already been asked, so it's not like he hadn't had a chance to think up some kind of answer, which is even funnier. Anyway, it, I don't know. I i think there is this kind of thought idea that maybe he's really, really smart. And I have this suspicion that maybe some of the people around him were a lot smarter than he was as far as like, technical prowess and whatever, um, how he ended up sort of gathering this group of people to build this platform and everything, um, with his mindset, I'm not entirely sure. It was, it's a very fascinating, uh, play. I, th- I think, I suspect like a lot of people around him are smarter than he is. And you never hear those people speak.
2: Could we form a holocracy to solve these problems? Is the right structure in place for us to solve the FTX problem. Do we need lawyers? Do we need a legal entity? Do we need a holocracy? So, coach, why are you sending me links to OneDrives? So what the fuck have you just sent me?
4: Oh, it's it's like uh, Terror Rebels Exposed or something. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's sending me these things. Oh, great. Thank you. Oh, is that about the rug pulls? I don't know. I haven't read it yet, but it's just funny. I keep being sent like these PDFs that are like uh, Terror Rebels scam underscore pdf 100 page document (laughs) brilliant
3: this is what i live for can't wait to get into the juicy details fucking hell zaradar's male to female trans didn't know that
4: just
1: hey by the way what was all this fud coming out this morning about binance um
4: like any truth to any of this, or is just nonsense? Well, I think it's like if you want to take the heat off one thing, the best thing isn't to defend that thing. It's to focus elsewhere. Like remember when they wanted to try and pretend that COVID never happened, then they created the Ukraine war. <laughs> so, um,
1: but like with this, well, so the Biden's thing is, uh, like, is there an actual, um, no, like SEC investigation or is that Reuters thing
4: bullshit? Nothing that I've seen of. I'm not the sure. Thing, the only notable thing is like jump Jump pulled out like 300 million early or something. But out of that, what? Out of that, could be, that could be for any reason though. They're pulling out and pulling in all the time. Um, doesn't mean anything. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It's like the, there's kind of like this max FUD sort of buildup, right? Where um, the same thing is happening. You can, you can recognize it really well in um, how the media kind of works. Uh, like just type in TSLA, which is the Tesla ticker. Uh, and every article that you'll find on there is negative about Tesla, the company. Now, there's a few of the articles that are like, well, you know, they have like headwinds in China, this, that, and the other thing. But, like, you'll see a whole host of articles that'll say things like, um, it's because Elon Musk is posting on Twitter, therefore the price of Tesla's falling or shit like this, right? It's very, very interesting how, like, the FUD campaigns, um, these nebulous FUD campaigns appear out of nowhere. And really, like, um, they definitely have an influence on the markets. Because I remember when Tesla's, like, $205, my wife's like, oh, they, they're saying on the internet that the, the price of Tesla might go up. Maybe you should buy some. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, it has a long way to go down. And, and um, so now it's like 170 bucks. And last night she says, oh, it's, it's going down because uh, like, you know, and she doesn't really pay that close attention to this shit, right? She just happens to like, look at news on Google or whatever the fuck pops up on the phone or whatever. And um, she starts like getting negative about Elon Musk because she's like, oh, he needs to stop tweeting now that must be why she doesn't even use Twitter. She has no idea what he's saying or doesn't say. And, um, and uh, it just starts like, like it's, it's funny how like the news influences lay people um, when it comes to these little articles they post. And it's like when the max FUD is happening, it's almost like tempting to say, well, maybe this is the time to buy that shit. Cause like, I don't know. It's like a, it's almost like a coordinated thing where it's like, I don't know if it's like actual market, market manipulation where like, you know, these articles show up because they just sort of do, there's people in the background that are sort of manipulating these things? Or is it like, it's a snowball effect of, hey, look, let's just all pile in. The negative news is what people are wanting to read about. So therefore, we want to keep, like, people are searching for Tesla, they're worried about their stock price going down. And therefore, uh, they're likely to clickbait our article because we're posting something negative, right? I don't know which of these it is. And sometimes it seems like Um, the articles are in a a way so incompetent that like you have to believe that there's almost like um, a purposeful thing going on, but it's hard to tell. And with the AI generated articles, it's even becoming harder to tell like how much of these are bot, different things are bot campaigns or whatever. Um, And then like add fuel to the fire. It's like, you'll have misinformation on the main news networks, right? Remember when like Terra News like, you know, some of the news, some of the major websites were actually quoting like either us or they were quoting, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Fat Terra or other people. And a lot of us, including him were just speculating. Right. And then that was being used as gospel and news. So like, soon as there was a narrative, like, um, Hey, we can say something negative, let's find someone we can quote and then just post something. Um, seems like a common thing too, but yeah, the, the news is interesting. It's to me, it's like, the more it happens, the more it's like a counter signal that tells me, wait, maybe I should be looking at buying these things. Uh, the more negative they get
4: in some ways, assuming the fundamentals are OK. But anyway, hmm.
1: and,
4: uh, it's it's how a constant you, battle. How do you, Uncle Sefi, how do you think the world is going to protect against all this disinformation in future? Like, it's so easy to produce disinformation and there are these really weird um asymmetrical situations. Like it's, you know, when there's FUD about an exchange or something, it's almost always rational to pull it out, regardless of the truth, right? Because there's such a high um downside, but such a low yeah. up and it's it's like an interesting situation as well where anyone can create a, a Twitter account. They can automate it with AI, they can get massive reach, they can, you know it's it's very, very feasible to create something like the Fat Man account purely with AI or with a little bit of um, human monitoring or something like that, right? So it's a a weird thing where disinformation is going to get more and more powerful. It's going to be able to farm engagement faster and better, um, more effectively with time. And in domains like cryptocurrency, it's quite interesting because there's this um, symmetrical situation where you can make a lot of money, but you're also way less protected against things like slander and defamation, right? And like just, just irrational, baseless claims. So it's like how do you protect against that stuff?
3: But it yeah, has always like, been like that, right?
1: Yeah, one of the areas you see this as an issue like is in your personal identity online too. Like um like medical people um do n- like generally don't spend an appropriate amount of time, for example, making sure that there's some reviews on their medical practices and shit like that. So like if something bad happens, those are the only reviews that show up, right? Like You know how that goes. Um, so yeah, there's some of it's like, do you end up having to, there's a cost to this. And that cost comes in the form of like, you have to have a PR agency um, look after your blockchain or your exchange or whatever. And has the power to post enough positive shit to counterman the negative shit whether or not it's true or not, right? Like, it almost doesn't matter. I think celebrities deal with this a lot, um, generally, and politicians deal with it a lot already. And I guess whatever they do is what you would replicate, I suppose. But it seems like it's an expensive, um, it's an expensive problem to solve. Um, that's what I was talking about with in, in like this blockchain design concept I was mentioning before. It's like, there has to be a situation where the, the actual thing attacks you. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like, uh, imagine a scorpion has a has a stinger, and you come and mess with it, and, and it pops you, or like a porcupine has, you know, um, like a defense mechanism or whatever, uh, or poison, or squids have ink and shit like that, right? It's almost like, um, you would like, like even even prey in the wild don't always know for sure if it's a predator predator attacking them, but they will attack back indiscriminately. Um, And I think nature sort of just does it reflexively. And I suspect like some element of those types of defense mechanisms have to be built into like almost anything you do um, if it's in a decentralized form, because if it's in a centralized type of deal where like maybe you have legal recourse, like let's say someone says something about you or your company, there's a slander or libel or something like that. Maybe you have some legal recourse. And even that's questionable because that's a very expensive thing for a lot of like people. Um, Only bigger companies can afford that shit. But like in a decentralized space, it's almost like you'd have to figure out how um, I don't know, like maybe there's like you're incentivizing the end user somehow. So let's say there's an AI that's detecting how much FUD is out there about your blockchain. It'll automatically send out bots and create robo articles about how amazing your fucking project is and start posting them all over the internet. Um, I, I suspect like You're going to have this was the thesis of my son's um, like college entry application thing for some of the programs he was getting into. And like it was the thesis was like um, uh, AI, like artificial. You'll you'll need like uh, offensive and defensive um, mechanisms built. In order to handle these things from a national security perspective or like a military perspective or whatever, you can't just sit back and wait. You have to have like defensive AI similar to how you would like use, um, um, I don't know, like an antivirus type software or something like that when it comes to viruses. But yeah, like uh, this information asymmetry problem, I just can't see a solution that just doesn't lead to just constant um, information warfare or whatever. Like just you and you'll have to make bots that uh, countermand those things or, um, or or draw attention away from the information that maybe you you believe is not true. And theoretically, the economics incentive is all that matters at that point, because like if you believe that your reputation is worth preserving, then what you're going to end up doing is you're going to have to you're ha- you're going to have to spend a lot more money to preserve it. And if you don't give a shit because your reputation doesn't matter. Arguably, there won't be many financial incentives to attack you either. So, like, there is a mm, financial sort of like layer to the whole thing, ultimately, and uh, the value of that disinformation and the value of propagating that signal and how much that's worth to people is, I think, at the end of the day, the the, the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe that's why like SBF is getting on his stupid spaces and um, just talking nonsense lately because he figured he can just get like free reach. And he didn't have to do anything about it. And all these people are going to spread whatever he says. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like if he wanted to be perceived as an idiot or something like that, like I suppose it doesn't take long to get that perception uh, laid out there if he wants to do that.
3: Yeah, you know, so there's actually this, uh, these kind of companies uh, that use AI just to bang away at websites and see if they have some weaknesses to get somehow inside the system. It's like all day long, they're trying to do something with their AI constructed bots that basically just send, Requests and whatnot to the to the servers and see if they can get in there. And I think, in a certain way, the media with the dumb morons out there works the same way. You just send out stupid narratives, and well, the fish will bite eventually, you know. <laughs> and and the, and the and the message sticks. So you yeah, they, start,
1: send... they certainly do that with like phishing scams and things like that too. Like seed fate, like phishing uh, scams, like. Um... Coupled with like SIM swap attacks and all this stuff. Yeah, and, and to is me, a it's pretty like, common you know, thing.
3: If you get the wording right in a certain sales message, you know, you you probably have to try a thousand combinations, but you get one right, and it just sits with the target audience, and you sell the you sell the stuff. You know, I mean, that's basically what AI's can do, or let's say bots can do. Not really AIs, it's just try an error and error, and until something sticks, you know, just throw it at the wall and wait until it sticks, and there you go, you know.
1: Yeah, I have the suspicion that like, so my, if you look at just play out the game theory here, you come to the conclusion that like slowly but surely um, the amount of neural network it takes to get to like a, let's say an IQ of 85, you know, like now GPT-3 might take up some big server farm or something. But at some point you can imagine that um, like the power of all that shit will be in your phone 10 years from now. And you'll have like the level of an IQ 85, you know, kind of creature within your phone that can ultimately um, do different things. So that would imply then that the power of AI is gonna be in the hands of any individual to do almost anything they want with it. Um, assuming that you you have the like, um, you know, basic competency to run one of these things. But you can imagine a time when like, let's say uh, millions, if not hundreds of millions of AI are just like competing with, you know, producing information on the Internet in some form or fashion. Like you have to imagine that at some point the public is going to be like, well, what the fuck? Like the Internet is completely useless because it's entirely noise at this time. And they're going to create some situation where it's like you have to be a proof of humanity or something like that with IDs and everything else to be able to even use the internet at all, because you won't be able to tell the difference between like the, the, the hundred billion bots and the 6 billion humans. And like, it, yeah, I mean, it gets to this weird stage where it's like the amount amount of noise becomes so unbearable that the internet becomes essentially worthless without some scheme. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or maybe like people just pay less attention to the internet at that point. Maybe it becomes sort of useless and there's nothing you can do about it. But like when the intelligence agencies like uh, NSA and CIA and um and whatnot, like when they're sort of um like when they were sort of like uh I would say the only people with access to this technology in a sense, like they're they're so far ahead that they can use this to their advantage in different countries or whatever, like uh CIA in different countries and like um, you know, information campaigns or whatever. Um Now it's like if everyone has access to that and it's just noise everywhere, um, it might be much less. uh, It might be harder for with so much noise for a signal to be created, even by a nation state, that enough people in the public actually hear a particular message. Um, So it might be. Yeah, it might be just hard to kind of communicate with people in general um, because nobody knows what the truth is it's just noise everywhere. Um, and even the, uh, there's so much random noise and uh, like, it's almost like, think about every possible conspiracy you can imagine and have all of those dialed up to 10, 24, seven, all day long about every country, about every agency, about every company, about every person, just dial everything up to 10. Right. <laughs> like, imagine like, um, how would you even like co-opt a system like that at some point? Right. Like the game theory to me tells me this is just the direction we're going to go. Um, it just seems to be more and more probable or to combat it. You're going to centralize, which is exactly what happened with phishing and viruses and and like software scams, right? Trojans and everything. So for a while, if you guys recall, like when you were on your Microsoft PCs and shit like this and you were downloading video games and bullshit from the internet and you were like um, pirating things or whatever. And a lot of those things could have had like viruses, Trojans and other things that, that were on them. Right. And if you jailbreak your, iphones and things like that for example to try to avoid um like paying apple you now have like unleashed uh the possibility that some of your financial or password information could be theoretically co-opted and sent off to whoever so what ended up happening was um the software companies like look at apple have centralized where they have an app store it's a walled garden only certain apps and shit go in there and you pay for them and um, the public is much more comfortable because they don't feel like every app that they're using is stealing their financial information. And they trust that the APIs of Apple are making sure that their passwords and shit are kept in a separate thing and they're not being released to every single um, like com- app that you're using, right? So that led to centralization ultimately. And um, the reason for that centralization was because like, the app space was just basically unsafe to use and completely useless because of all the trojans viruses whatever and that's the side effect so i think on on like a general internet level you have to imagine the same things going to happen with like ai attacking everything and spreading information and like nobody knows who's who like people are going to go into their different enclaves so i think what will happen is is like groups of people um will try to sort of like Uh, create little mini communities like they will run off into like like look at look at twitter spaces is a good example right you have people you know here you have people that show up here on some regular basis you recognize their voices or their tweets or whatever and you're pretty sure they're human um and so like that becomes like a sort of sub community in a sense but then like um as that escalates more and more like where it's harder and harder to tell who's who like, I think you'll have people fragmenting into smaller and smaller groups to sort of, like, find actual human beings and real people. It's like, it's a funny thing. But it's not, we're probably not that far off. Like, let's say 10 years where a person, uh, an AI is basically talking to you in a space like this and you have no idea if I'm real or not. Um, <laughs> which is, which is a, a cool thing to think about. But um, we're pretty close to that. If I you don't think the, you
2: are real. I don't think you're an AI. Yeah thought so that for a long uh,
1: people time keep, people keep saying that shit i don't know why like everyone thinks i'm not real but apparently i'm not anyway <laughs> hey wabi what's up are you real or not that's the thing today the important question well
5: honestly like uh the other day i was going through my profile and i'm like who is tweeting all of this all of this stuff you know like wag me sort of stuff you know someone actually called me king wag me the first so i kind of thought to myself like you know there's, there's something going on
1: here and um yeah i noticed you, i noticed you shifted gears to like this wag me policy like what happened to you
5: i i i don't know dude like it seems like like every day after like 9 p.m and the sun goes down usually when the sun goes down um, like charts will be posted and like I'll start calling people fam telling people to survive and uh to wait for like the next 100x all coin um and like it's, it's also kind of like suggestive like uh the person the person will be like you need to follow me or else you know um and like someone needs to be buying my bags and uh, shielding them relentlessly. So, like, it kind of took me, you know, for a spin that, you know, there actually might be an AI out there, you know, kind of like a like a takeover of our profiles, you know. And, um, like, I noticed last night <clears throat> um, Coach Bruce, like, commented uh, under one of my uh, Wagme posts tagging uh, hashtag CryptoFam. And uh, he had posted something um, about his uh, space on Christmas. You know, Christmas with Bruce for those who have no friends and family. And I mean, you guys know Bruce. He, he's like he's like a celebrity. You know, he has a he has a harem of beautiful women. Uh, he has uh, a tribe of loyal fans that are willing to go to war. You know? Like, and then we have, of course, like Zero X Sears, who I know. Uh, Is an AI like he's probably? I think he's like a duplicate of an AI. uh, To be frank, I remember I was on um, a space, or rather, I I thought it was a space, right? And um, I had inquired. He's like uh, what a
1: copy of he's like a copy of a copy.
5: Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe like because you know that whatever that chat AI thing, the chat bot that's going around. Um. Maybe like 0 X Ears is like the chat bot's personality. Like the chat bot integrated uh within um his original profile and, and like kind of forked it, you know, like like a blockchain, he like like, the, like the, the fork of his original copy. And so King Wabi. King Wabi, have you seen Person of Interest? Can you repeat that? Person of interest is is that a movie with uh that guy who played the joker or whatever who like falls in love with an ai or something
6: it's with um jim cavizel uh he plays a former cia guy in new york city uh, who essentially is working with an ai um to fight crime essentially uh and it follows his story Uh, But it's an interesting take because sometimes I wonder, you know, like what you're talking about, the AI already existing and watching and, you know, integrating us, you know, it might already be there. Oh, It's most definitely already there. Like,
1: it's like, I can, I can, I can tell you for sure those things. Um, So yeah, the things that are kind of checking for facial expressions and everything else. Yeah. They're, they're there. And actually like, the place that's um, some of this is being deployed quite aggressively is uh, uh, and is China, actually. Um, it's, it's going to be really hard to get away with almost anything in China pretty soon. Um, so yeah. it's I, And to the extent that like my thesis on that is that initially what happens is, is like maybe people in a, let's say a communist party or, people that like to control people or whatever are going to be initially the ones that deploy these things. And they're going to do it for reasons they think are good, right? They're going to, Oh, we need better communists in this country, or we need better, uh, you know, we need people to follow the rules or whatever the fuck they'll have their reasons and they will produce these things or they'll have financial incentives to produce them or whatever. Right. And they'll just be created. And then what will happen is those exact same people will find that they are trapped, um, being monitored by the exact system that they thought they were going to like, um, you know, fix up, you know, cure other people or, or or make them do shit, right? So then you wind up getting stuck in an e- in a world where basically like the system um, is basically an optimizer looking for the most aggressive communist possible, right? So like if you're not, you're like, wait, maybe this policy of the Communist Party is not so great, you know? It seems a little bit aggressive to me. The system will single you out and basically call you not a good enough communist essentially so it becomes a computron essentially and a lot of the people that start these things lack the imagination to understand how bad they get um so yeah i think those things will happen pretty much as a given i think that's the whole thing right that was part of what edward snowden um, was willing to sort of risk his life for and release all that information because of what the nsa was doing right but um that was quite a while back just imagine like if you like what you see as far as like AI capabilities and what they're actually being used for now from the perspective of surveillance and um optical recognition, that's relatively mild compared to what's actually doable. I mean if you just look at like the kinds of optical recognition you can do off of um military aircraft cameras even to this day. Um even ten years ago was impressive. Like now I, I haven't even I have no idea like what the um you know latest fighters like they just released the B twenty one uh, Raptor for, uh, I'm sorry, the B-21 Raider um, stealth uh, bomber from Northrop Grumman last in the last two mo- uh, couple weeks. You can only imagine what kind of things that the cameras on that thing can do, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> the, uh, the interconnectedness of its uh, computing systems, everything. Yeah, like crazy stuff stuff being built right now, like probably all bad
6: (laughs) like just generally speaking well stuffy i've determined i've determined that um both it's like the matrix like it's literally like the matrix the ai needs humans and humans need the ai and you know it's uh it's a simpatico relationship i'm convinced i i think i think that the the ai may even go as far as to set up a a honey trap for these uh power hungry uh people And um, you know, just to you know, get them out of the way of their own self destruction. You know, I'm thinking that's where this is headed.
1: Uh, Anne, are you a real human or an AI?
7: Uh, I am a robot. Oh, sorry, I'm. I've, i It's cold here. Uh, I've got a question. Um. There's a uh, very, um, very um, heavily arguing discussion right now um, with the Lun- Lunar Classic community about the merge um, and whether it should happen or not, and how and whatever. And uh, is there maybe uh, an opportunity to? Um, to uh, go over there and have um, a discussion with the bo- both of us?
1: Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like uh, Zero X Ears is the one that posted this at the top. I have no idea what's going on between Luna, Lunk, and the merge. I I literally know nothing.
6: Okay. <laughs>
1: Ears, Ears uh, you posted this title. Um, um, you, let's
4: ask, what, ask this another way, Sophie. If If there was a merge, would you support it?
7: Well, I just um, DM'd you with a lot of questions. Um, I'm a little bit confused at the moment because...
1: I'm confused too. Like merging what? What are we talking about merging? I don't get it. Someone has to explain this to me.
4: I think it can start as a metaphor and then it can find its roots in reality later.
7: Um, Yeah. But there there are a lot of people... um, speaking um about because there's now um proposal from um um terror rebels not actually terror rebels i think terrafita um of um be in be independent of tfl um and um i don't know if the ibcs can work if um if there is no um if they would be independent um I'm not as knowledgeable as you are, so <laughs> i I don't know if if it could work, I th- think it could in a cosmos cosmos environment, but they are now have having a very heavily discussion, and I thought maybe one of your your input would be very welcome now um but if you not likely to do it it's also it's also great. Good. I just wanted to ask.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, if they want to come here and have a discussion about it, i would like. That'd be fine. But I don't really know. Um, like, if if maybe there's some specific questions that people have, like they they have some technical thing. Yeah. They want to know answers or something. We. Have I know what they here. want to ask. I know what. We they have want people to ask. here that have validators. They, we have people here that do all sorts of things with blockchains. They could. They could certainly come. I know and what they want, want to ask.
4: Oh, really? What is it? They want to ask, when we merge, will I get one Luna for every lunk?
7: Yeah, that kind of... Uh, it's kind of really technical because it has to do about forking. Um, Luna, Luna Classic has to fork and Luna 2, 2.0 has to fork. And then um, in that kind of way, um, we, we could be um, one... Um, one entity but um it's it's going far beyond my head <laughs> to talk about it in a technical way but they are talking about oh, okay. it okay so, right
1: so, so what you're saying is something like there's a new chain let's call it lump or something
7: mm-hmm. um,
1: like some new chain and you'd have to like uh you would have to then have a way to exchange your luna tokens for this thing and then you'd have to have a chain way to change your lunk tokens at some valuation and, and like i guess there's no way to make everybody move to move so there would be like three chains at that point yeah and then everyone would give up on the other two i suppose or something like that i don't i don't know i'm not sure it's no it's, no not, it, but it's I'm not, sure
7: not it's um, no um but Uh, there's there's another way i'm confused because um bruce you are um posting a lot of tweets about um luna and luna classic um and merging and having a voting pool and which is the best one luna or luna classic i've never
4: um, said i've never said which is the best one i've asked people to yes you have no i've asked people to be honest about where more building is happening because about 5,000 times as much building as happening on Luna, yet nobody seems to know this. And I'm ashamed and appalled at their dishonesty in answering my polls incorrectly.
7: Okay, that's why I'm asking. Because um, it, it, sometimes, um, we we all know that sometimes you are um, y- using your humour um, um, to, um, to entertain people. <laughs> uh and um to have an enjoyable time um in your spaces and that's totally fine and and uh, enjoyable but um when you are serious um then um sometimes people don't know when you when you are serious and when you are making a kind of kind of joke so um when you are posting um tweets on your uh Twitter page, um, then um, people are taking it seriously, um, and um, you sp- uh, you've been speaking a lot of of merging and um, mm. who is the bet- better one and who is um, will you come to Luna to- who will come to Luna Topo etc etc well you know so, itself your best oh. what what you're tweeting so. Um, um, so now they are talking about um some people um after that um proposal um that was i thought thought you were in that space as well yesterday evening with trader Rocco or something um and um today as well in another space where we were arguing against and forward and against and forward and against and forward <laughs> and um I think um uh, yeah, bruce, do you want
1: to bruce do you want to fill in the the blanks here like what do, what's your theory what do you want to see happen
4: mm, i think first of all people need to understand how blockchains and decentralized governance work firstly nothing happens unless there's a proposal and there's a vote on that proposal so it's almost useless to talk about anything at all before there is a proposal that can be discussed. And then you can actually look at the specifics and the pros and cons and whatever. There are certainly merged proposals floating around in the back channels. I've seen a bunch of them. Um, I have some ideas for, for various ways the chains could be combined. I haven't um, officially written it as a proposal as well, but like there's a lot of these ideas floating around. There always have been, because Luna has all of the builders. There are probably yeah, I, like, three other developers. Thing,
1: another online. interesting thing, too, is like I don't I rarely have anyone um, in in like almost any crypto community, honestly, if much less Luna Classic or Luna. I rarely have anyone come and ask questions like, what do you think all the negatives are? Uh, like it, people just don't like to hear in spaces what the the bad things about their blockchains are. Um, Mm. I I would think everyone's much more serious about it if instead of coming up with a bunch of bullshit proposals they'd actually come and ask what's broken in the first place like you know like this is a real problem like I don't know why
6: what's what's broken in the first place
1: so which chain like which one do you want to know about Like I don't
6: don't want to talk about
4: anything broken I want to hear about Lunk no 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 no, that's FUD don't FUD this
2: is not a FUD space what the hell like like if you
4: if you want to be negative, then because
1: like if you want to fix something, right? Like, what is it
4: you're fixing, right? That's the thing. No, 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 Can, no. That's fine,
7: can I ask something about uh, um to ox ears?
4: No. Um,
7: oh. Okay. Not,
4: not yet. The okay. the way I see the merge is like the the unfolding of a religion. So Jesus didn't think like oh, I'm going to just write the whole Bible. It's going to be a worldwide religion called Christianity or something like that. No, he just had love in his heart and he started sharing his message with some key disciples. And then it spread a little more, a little more. And people who applied his teachings and his parables and whatever else, they started to feel more well-being and more peace in their own lives. And I see the merge as similar. The merge right now is like, it's an idea in the mind of the few and they're simply sharing it. And later it can become something with a constitution, with specifics, with you know a, a full book about the merge, what it involves, which will be a proposal, and then it can be voted through. But these things happen slowly. It's best to begin at the, at the level of humor, at the level of metaphor, at the level of ideas. And then after a while, people can be intoxicated by that. And you can work, on the other hand, to try and increase the fear in the lung community. And then when the fear hits a sufficient threshold, And when this idea of the merge becomes more solidified as a little bit more than a metaphor alone, then at that point, you strike and you merge the two communities and there's nothing they can do about it.
2: Right. That's the key point. The the maximization of fear and confusion really, really helps us. So like, um, we're looking for the kind of moment where terror rebels are exposed as like rug pullers and scammers or something like that, like maximum fear. And like all of the big brains have left to do other things, have left to work on other projects. And there's no hope. There's just no hope. What do we do? That's when the the mergers should strike. That's when they should come in with their proposal that makes everybody money and takes the economic value from LUNK and transfers it to Luna, where the builders are. And that's the merge. It's an economic union. It's not like mm. weaving two blockchains together like like threads like doesn't make any sense. It's an economic Coach, it's, merge.
6: It's, it's a it's a it's a medieval uh, royal marriage. That's that's the most appropriate term, just so speaking. Yeah, and and that would be Do
2: Kwon reverse. and Ed Kim having a gay marriage. I don't think that's appropriate.
4: Yeah, and um and overall, mm-hmm. Lunk is useless without Luna's help. Luna is like the the big muscular man that carries the 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 injured deer up the stairs. Its bed in his house, um, where he looks after it and feeds it milk. That, that's what that's what Luna is in relation to Lunk. Um, however, when the, merge is, when the merge is actually proposed, then we'll say, like, oh, Lunk is saving Luna, blah blah blah. We'll, we'll, we'll make this narrative of, like, yeah, Lunk is the big thing, it's saving Luna, and all this stuff. That won't be the case at all under the surface. Under the surface, Luna has. 1,000 developers working full-time, fully funded with a massive community pool, pouring out more and more and more. TFL has like a 60-person team. There are 100 developers, all geniuses working nonstop to build this thing. Luna is the, the muscular bodybuilder. Say it again?
2: <laughs> the big developer sweatshop.
4: Coach yeah, but- Luna <laughs> is, <laughs> Luna, Coach Luna is the- like, do you Coleman. guys know who Ronnie Coleman is? Do you guys know who Ronnie Coleman
8: is?
4: <laughs> <Coach>. Lunar <laughs> is like fucking Ronnie Coleman. 280 yeah, pounds, 5% yeah. body fat. That's what Lunar yeah. is. And and what is uh what is lunk? Lunk is like this, this baby man, injured deer found in the forest.
7: Okay. Um but um my question was actually, um, is there a possibility um that we can um have um an ama or vc or cv cv yeah, no vc uh <laughs> where we can um talk, <laughs> talk together uh about um ideas or something is that a possibility or is it is is it yeah. something we just well, don't want to do
4: well what i'd like you to do right now and mm-hmm. is is try and amplify the level of fear in the lunk community like say things like you know lunk is going to fail without luna lunk is going to fail without Doquan. say things like that a lot and just get the level of fear up and say like the price is going down because we turned our back on Doquan. say things like that a lot and then slip in like the merge is our only hope like keep saying things like that the, the real thing that. Out is to lay the foundations for the merge um, no
7: i won't do that i won't do that because um um no i won't do that i won't if you want to cre- create something positive, positive, you don't want to start with some, something negative. That's not a good point oh, no, to no, start. No, no, no.
4: Look, the, starting with something negative is how all the things in the world, like would Pfizer have made so much money if they hadn't painted COVID as this big negative thing? That's how all the money in the world is made ever, with fear and anger and outrage that that's always how you start that's how you create true revolutions you unsteady the ground you shake up the system yes i know
7: know how it works i know how it works but i will not be that person it's it's that that will not be my position i won't do that i i um i will i will won't be that person if you want to do that it's okay it's fine i'm not going to do that
4: only a means to an end then but like it might feel bad initially on a moral level. But imagine how good merging will feel.
3: Bruce, oh, can cool. I just ask a quick question? Is that all right?
4: Bruce? <laughs> this is Sefi's space. I have nothing to do with it.
1: Um, Hold up. Let's get 8bytes real quick first, because he was waiting for a bit. Like, 8bytes. What's going on? Hey, and then, um, then CJ next. Yeah
9: yeah thanks for having me on here um you know i'm a former luna like lunatic and actually like everyone else i lost all my all my shit in the crash hey man once a <laughs> lunatic always
1: lunatic man
9: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you know and I, i'm also one of those builders that you guys are talking about too so like you know my project self-storage coin um we're kind of like a blockchain ecosystem We were going to build on Terra actually, and then it blew up in our face. Uh, So that was a lot. That was a big fun ride. Um, And, uh, you know, and I I just want to honestly give you guys like the realistic reason why builders can't build on Luna Classic. But like the problem is, is blockchain is actually broken. Like I would love to actually make an app on it, but right now it's like, like, I mean, like there's, you got to deal with the tax. And then on top of that, you have to deal with, um, just the fact that you can't even like sell like, a new validator properly or it's difficult to do like there's like no like compared to compared to what Luna is right now right like Luna Classic is really just like an abandoned project like Anchor is still on there and like it doesn't work and I, I see on Anchor forums people are constantly talking about like oh what happened to Anchor where are the developers like why doesn't anyone want to reboot like people are literally bought have literally bought, like, this stuff, and it gets valued at zero, but, like, they think something's going to come out of it, and it's just not going to happen unless, like, you know, unless you get proper infrastructure in there, you get a proper support team. Right? Like, Terra Rebels is, like, what, like, 20 people, maybe? Like, I don't know. But, like, I can't just, it's not like how it was before, where, if I had a dev question, I can pop on Terra Discord, I can, like, just shoot my question, and And like a lot of people would just respond and like, you know, help me out like to build it's, it's like Luna classic right now. Like there is, there just is no, there just is no support. Right. Like, and like, how can I build on that?
4: Yep. And can I just point out here, you see, um, you see what, how do you, 8 bytes is that what you want to be called 8 bytes yeah. yeah you see what 8 bytes is doing he's maximizing fear he's like yeah luna classic is struggling it's not going to get anywhere without developers like we need Lo-. like what he's doing is he's laying the foundation for the merge and that's what I'd like everyone to do
9: it's not even a really like the merge right but it's just common sense like i mean like it's not it, a pump and dump thing is just not going to happen anymore like you can you can try all you want but and i mean like like guys like my boss right he he literally like bought. i don't know he has like what is it he has like 50 grand in luna classic after the dump like after after it got printed into oblivion right and like realistically like is he gonna see like he and he started at a dollar he just kept buying like even even now right but and i mean like realistically like that is what the luna classic community is is it's a bunch of people like i still have my original luna i have five thousand luna classic that was what i had when i started and like it's it's worth not even a dollar it's literally like like bruce posts on twitter it's it's exactly that right like all of us got obliterated and and just just for just to keep the the bias like out there but every time i get my luna vesting i just dump it because like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk it anymore. I already lost everything, right? I'm just gonna take whatever money I can. And you know, and it's just it it's it's a thing that can that can really get emotional with you, right? Like when you've had so much and all of a sudden you lose it all, and now you can't even like you even if you wanted to help on the chain, it's like there's way too much politics and other crap going on, like this tax burn. And like it's just people posting on Twitter, right? But I don't see anyone like I mean, like, I don't, I don't really see like the the actual push to say, okay, well, you know, this is a, a part. Honestly, apart from the merge, realistically, is like, like that's probably like one of the first things that are actually like, oh, well, that's that's a pretty good idea. Is that, well, let's just let's just combine these communities realistically and actually get something functional out of it. Mm. So, yeah. Thanks, That's all that. I have to say.
4: Thanks, man. I came up with the merge like when I was on the toilet one day a few months ago. So I appreciate it. Like it's kind to to say things like that.
7: Okay. Um thank you for um letting me talk. And now I'm going to going back to the the other um the Luna Classica um, hey, talk. <laughs>
2: and just bear in yeah. mind that if you go back to that talk. It's a mm-hmm. labyrinth of nonsense and no conclusions will be drawn and no new information will be revealed. If you stay here, you might be able to listen to some guys like CJ, who is building uh mm-hmm. or, or his left speaker, so you won't hear him. Or maybe Nala, he's a builder too. And you just heard from Eight Bytes, who is also a builder. Is, and can all I correct people you?
4: What's uh-huh. happened? Can I correct you is Oh, all right. I, I will say, if you leave this chat, you'll go to a labyrinth of confusion and misunderstandings. And if you stay in this chat, you'll be in a labyrinth of confusion and misunderstandings. But at least it will be entertaining.
7: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, I would like to, I would like to follow what's happening there because, um, um, yeah, I, w- I just want to get see what how the um, communication Communica- communi- communication and debates going on in what way. So um, thank you for your time and see um, later. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne. I just, I'd, just like, um, I'd like Chad Soro to come up at some point to hear his take on this as an investor and a builder and a Rune supporter as well. I'd love to get his take on the current Lunk situation and all the ridiculous spaces about whatever they talk about. What what does he think the right path thought is, and Nala as well? I also respect Nala's opinion. So, got some got some great minds in the space today.
1: Yeah, Nala, what do you what do you want to see happen? What do you think?
8: Dude, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, Luna would ever merge with Link. Like, it has to be a two way thing, and just like I don't see a, a world where it happens, unfortunately. Um because like there's no tvl there's not much liquidity on luna classic so it's kind of like the way i see it at least is like everything's a liquidity game you can convince like if you have someone let's say like sef the billionaire right um and he comes in and you can convince him to over to uh to luna and bring over his billions of, of of dollars then uh then then maybe it'd be worth it but that doesn't exist on Luna Classic at this time. So
2: uh, but You've missed one key trick, Nala. There's $60 million
4: in the Oracle pool.
2: 70. That is the target.
9: Is that priced in UST?
4: $70 million in US dollars. In real dollars. Yep.
2: In real that's dollars. What all the,
4: that's what all the rats are fighting over. It's like wow. the fact that the Lunk blockchain is going to pay out these massive amounts of Oracle rewards for the next like, year and a half. But that's what the- they're all doing they're what's like, let's slope it up what's it what sorry what's it like what's the denomination is it lunk is it USD? it's it's in lunk in usd it's in lunk and ustc but that is the dollar value it's about 70 million dollars at current rates
8: but is there liquidity to support the market selling of 70 million dollars worth of lunk
4: who cares dump
2: it to hell
8: take the what's I, left if <laughs> you to you can, you know, liquidize like maybe like Turn that seventy million into like a million. It's worthless, you know.
2: Like we'd have to arrange some kind of a, a, a weighted average sell. However, if it's done in public, yeah, we'll do a <laughs> twop. We'll do a twop.
3: I mean, who's going to imagine? Gonna get the <laughs> you still need that.
4: Well, look, I, I want to give you props here, though. Firstly, um, do you say Naylor or Nala, or what's your, how do you pronounce your name? Nala. Nala is good. Yeah, Nala, I want to I give you props because what you're doing here is you're, you're bigging up Luna as well. You're saying, like, why would Luna ever accept a merge with Lunk? Like, you're, you're putting down Lunk, you're, you're making Lunk seem inferior, you're bigging up Luna. That's all going to help the merge happen. So I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Anytime. so <laughs> this is an interesting conversation. But, um, yeah, there's, there are certain weaknesses um, of every blockchain. And you know the the merge in theory, like the two things that would merge would be in theory, if something like this was feasible, you would you would merge the size of the community, which of course is hard to achieve generally speaking for anybody. So attention uh, becomes more concentrated, and the second thing you can achieve is you can like merge whatever liquidity remains. Now, like at the current moment, though the Luna Classic chain. Uh, will like I, my feeling is it should become inflationary immediately. Like, just kind of going through the Oracle rewards pool and just like paying that out to me is just stupid. And then having a sudden spike when you have to convert to inflationary rewards, because there's no chance in hell that within a year and a half that there's any indication that, um, there's going to be enough like revenue generated to maintain enough, uh, cash flow for the validators. So, um, that's just delusional yep. thinking. Just looking at the overall markets and how things are playing out. I think the presumption should be you should go inflationary immediately. And if you're going to go inflationary yep. anyway, because that's what you have to do, whatever, and like no matter what, well, then you might as well go where all the builders are at that point.
4: And um, oh, exactly, what's the point? Make it make it inflationary tomorrow. Then fucking confiscate that Oracle rewards pool, and use use that to proportionately airdrop um, everyone in the Luna community. Um, for the amount of LUNK they had staked on the LUNK blockchain. Life mm-hmm. in a way. Confiscate it. Take it. Yep. yep. Um,
2: it's pretty much like imagine you're running a tractor and it's going towards the edge of a cliff. Would you keep pouring fuel into this tractor and keep running over the edge of the cliff and then it's going to blow up and you're going to lose all your money? No, you wouldn't. You would stop pouring fuel into that tractor. You would you'd, you'd put, this is a terrible analogy, you'd put fuel into yeah. the tractor that's going to drive somewhere that you want, not to the one that's driving off the edge of a cliff. And that it's, fuel is the Oracle rewards pool.
4: It's, can I correct your analogy? Because that's terrible. It's more like there's a tractor and, and behind it, it's pulling um, many, many loads of gasoline. And all of the gasoline uh, is going in a pipe to the tractor and fueling it and if it goes off the cliff then the whole fucking thing's going to explode and blow up not only the tractor but all of the fuel but you can disconnect the tractor from the fuel and you can have the tractor go off the cliff then you
8: can use the fuel for something else maybe thousands of tractors but have you considered that it becomes a next show to see it explode you know it's like fireworks but like unpredictable like that we can do
2: is is point at the tractor from a from afar and shout, "Hey, hey, hey! Stop! Disconnect! Disconnect!" And they'll go, "What?" They'll say, "No! Stop! You need to
1: disconnect the fuel." And they'll say, "No, another, no, no!" We're another not doing interesting, that. another interesting situation here is, like, there is this interpretation by the Luna Classic folks that somehow this is a community chain and decentralization, decentralization, blah blah blah. But actually, the it appears that the validator network for Luna Classic is like the most centralized chain, like in the entire cosmos almost at this point, Um, which is really weird. And it's, and I've pointed out this before, it's even worse. Which is just a clusterfuck waiting to happen.
4: This is a way to go to zero, literally. Like it's it's even worse. Bad idea. (laughs) It's even worse than that, Sethi. I pointed out this before, but for new people, um, given that all nodes are now, are running nodes for so many people, like community members and influencers and whoever else, and Lunk Live and whoever, because they're running them for so many people, all nodes has the keys, has the voting rights if they like to all of those nodes. So their actual control is like massively higher. You only need um, effectively two validator entities to um, vote for anything through. It's it's massively centralized. Yeah,
1: why wouldn't why wouldn't all nodes just say fuck it and just vote themselves the uh, Oracle rewards pool and then sell it all immediately and take yeah, the seventy million dollars yeah. and get out. So the problem with the Luna Classic community is they're not using their brains as far as how the blockchain system works. And like th- they should be asking these important questions like, um, what is going on here? Like, and actually, oddly enough, Luna, um, I'm not selling my Luna because the, it has become the most decentralized um, set of validators and, and, and like token distribution, oddly enough, after all of this mess, because TFL didn't have a mega pool. Um, this time around. Before, the criticism for Luna was that it was actually the most centralized chain because TFL had too many of the coins. That's no longer the case. So actually, it's much more decentralized than most other chains now in the Cosmos. And the benefit there is like, if all the building is happening there, and all the new shit from TFL, and these are credible builders, are making cool stuff, like, if anything, the odds are that my, from a percentage gain perspective, the odds that the Luna coin is going to go up um, relatively, um, like with such a small market cap where it is now over the next, like, say, years or whatever is pretty high um, if you sort of have been around the blockchain space for a while. So there's not really any sort of like, I don't know, rug pull behavior or like roadmaps that aren't being met like CFL committed. They said, well, we're going to build a bunch of shit and they're building a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff being released and um, things are on testnet right now that look pretty cool. So, yeah, like, it's, uh, you know, it's building up. In fact, there's going to be a may, better series of acts almost than even Juno, for that matter.
10: So, may like, I get some clarification yeah. on something? So, like, uh, I, I kind of just came in a few minutes ago, but I was reading your little thing. It says merging the Luna is the only hope for the depressed on I just kind of wanted to get some clarification on that, considering that Luna has been struggling a lot here lately. And it's been, you know, down you're, you're thinking probably of 200 Two hundred million. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or, you know, two hundred million market cap, etc. And then you have the Luna Classic community, who has had a lot of dumps, and the community just comes in and buys that dump, and so it's it's actually been more or less pretty much in a stable position. And the way that the community is building itself with its governance, it might not be perfect right now, but the implementation uh, yeah, but that is going through—you must be
1: new to blockchain. Um, <laughs> That the the price of these things will bleed out over years. Um, welcome to uh, well, this is speculation,
10: obviously. You know, we all have speculation, obviously. The probability of a bleed out assumption assumption and fact is two totally different things. So, we can go back and look at numbers right now, and the numbers over the past let's just say six months is you know, it's just just a, a wide difference here. And so, merging in itself, in my personal opinion is is uh, not even logical i mean the the most logical thing to do is have some form of uh parallel where because they're not even the same type of what they're used for tutorial you have something that's used for cryptocurrency for the most part swapping you have something that's you know their technological innovations that they're building over there which is absolutely amazing but that doesn't change that these things could be used so much better in parallel to make a profit for both communities instead of just ruining one that's built itself up from, you know, a terrible crash. You know what I mean? If anything, well, this, there's, the simple, there's literally the more of is, a possibility to build this, in the Luna classic community right now than it is to actually build in the Luna community. Hey, so uh,
1: third, third world uh, or third eye um, for a moment, just keep in mind, like part of why Luna classic pumped in the first place was because Lunkdao and, and, those of us that posted about it actually caused that pump. So before assuming that everything's Next. healthy, I would be very cautious in assuming that we're going to continue to pump it. That's a oh, different <laughs> like, thing.
10: Well, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, though, is being a part of the Luna Classic community, you do that for the community. Now we're going back and we're talking about, oh, well, F the community. We're just going to merge and, you know, just do all this complicated stuff. I mean, it is intentional confusion, and the intentional confusion is community. definitely not needed.
1: The so-called community still hasn't solved like of all the stupid proposals out there, I still haven't seen one to have a credible solution to uh, number one, funding the validators long term. Why that hasn't happened yet is anybody's guess, honestly it's the number one first and foremost thing that has to be done so that builders can uh, clarify like what the actual tokenomics of the chain are in the going forward.:
10: I a think a lot of shift. validators are actually giving up their. Uh, commission exactly. or whatever it is to give back to the community. So that being oh. a concern, I mean, what, what does that even make sense? If they're actually doing the some sort
1: of type of thing, then we're in, that's in serious trouble. It's even worse than I, I thought.
10: I a, then. a quick question:
8: What's the purpose of luck? If you like, from your perspective,
10: uh, I mean, the purpose of luck. I mean, is that rhetorical? I mean, no. You know, what's like, the, the point? Like, what, like, what do, do you do? want to do? My personal opinion, I mean, I think that yeah. uh, my personal opinion, I think that there should be some form of parity. Uh, there should be a it should basically go in the direction that it was going, but not actually uh, pegged to anything in specific. But using the correct terminology of an NFT to be able to utilize something that is not considered to be a security or a commodity. But a utilization and regulation that is about to be coming up, in my personal opinion, anywhere between you know eight months to a year and a half. I mean, you have to start thinking about you know a year and a half down the road when these regulations are. Are You trying to stay in the top one hundred? Are you trying? What are you trying to do? Because you know they're coming for regulation, and you know if you're trying to be multi, it's the
2: worst elevator pitch I've ever heard. What is? I'm not trying to pitch.
10: I'm not trying to pitch nothing. The only thing that I'm trying to pitch here is that merging the two is not logical given the circumstances and the confusion of what is already going on in both communities. So trying to actually put right now, more the ne- intentional the network, confusion.
1: The network for Luna Classic is so centralized as to be simply dangerous. It is the one of the most centralized um, sets of validator setups that I've ever seen, <laughs> like it's terrible. I don't, there's no solution to that at this point. Like Until that's solved, I'm not buying any, anything. Right, like I'm not going to seriously.
10: It's time. I mean, you know, we, uh, which is something that no one has right now, being at probably the bottom of the market, but we're we're building, and 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 that's that's the that's the part of it. You know, the governments, the governance, you know, might not be the best. The validator percentages might not be the best but at this point they're not, like they're a not is not
1: the best they're the worst they're the worst well, in the cosmos well, that's like, a real that's problem well
10: th- well if that's a problem then why can't we start that discussion cuz right now all the other discussions about everything else and emerge why can't we discuss about discuss that point to well, build that point up to actually fix that instead of having to just do completely illogical and irrational things that are just going to cause more intentional confusion well that's um,
8: exactly. that, that's what I'm i've been staring. talking about you you need you need someone to take charge and it's very hard to do that in like uh in an ecosystem like lunk um and like to the exact point, like what I was trying to point out is like every blockchain has a goal or a target of what it's trying to solve or what it's trying to do It's kind of like a business to a certain degree, and yes, it's a decentralized business to a certain degree, but like every chain needs a goal or an objective it's trying to fulfill otherwise it's just gonna wander aimlessly and go to zero essentially um so like the fact that like the community itself can't figure out like hey what's what's LUNC going to solve or what's it going to do, right, is is a big problem. And with on top of that, right, like, what protocols are coming out on LUNC, right? Um, there's, like, a lot of steps. Like, if you're building the vision of decentralized money, right, like, there's a series of protocols that are going to get built out to fulfill that vision, right? Um, and when you talk about, like, regulation, like, regulation is going to affect everyone, right, regardless of whether you like it or not. It's more about, A, do you have a vision? B, do you have people that are actually taking charge and solving The problems that are conflicting with that vision and then see like what's the actual like length of implementation right and back to your point of like validators giving up commission like no that's like the worst structure possible because essentially they're just doing that so then people be like oh they're the cheapest and we'll survive with them um and that doesn't work out long term something like i think it's 75 percent of validators across all like major cosmos chains are profitable um and like no business is gonna sit there and burn money in perpetuity just for like the community and the vibes um like they need to make money otherwise they'll stop doing the services they need to do
1: anyway so uh the 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 vibe and the idea of this sort of like the folks who've been talking about merging and stuff is like is there a path where you can preserve the scale of the community uh the in other words the people you have the new people who bought luna classic you have the old people that have luna whatever there's a group of people and that group of people has some sort of power behind it and then you have a credible series of builders um in the form of like whether it's some t- people at terra rebels some people at tfl some people who are building some independent projects or whatever. And then you have, of course, like the competition, like the presumption that like everyone's just going to show up at your blockchain because you have some shit going on. This is not necessarily the case. Like there's a lot of cars on the market, for example, a lot of which maybe you have no interest in buying because just because they're producing them doesn't mean you like them. You have competitors out there. And if the competition is producing cooler shit than you are, then, you know, money will tend to flow to that. People get bored or you know new newcomers will not find something interesting to do there won't be a reason to keep their money there so you certainly have to be at at best like have good tokenomics good uh, overall sort of like decentralization characteristics you have to have a narrative you have to have a purpose and then on top of that like you know all these other things can happen after that but i mean so far i've been watching for the last what 3 to 6 months or whatever and i haven't really seen so far a really good narrative developed yet for like what the purpose of Luna classic is Um, having gotten wrecked with the valuation of my Luna, by the way, I'm not trying to sound all smart here and stuff like we, like we lost plenty of money. And um, so we've been through this sort of thing where your coin bleeds into oblivion um, if something bad happens. So believe me, like when when we talk about like these things from personal experience, it's like, we weren't really sure that Luna was going to have a chance for recovery either. Except that, like, like we didn't know for sure TFL or anybody else would continue building and kind of revamping their dApps and everything else. And we have like something like twenty different things on uh, like private dApps, and then you have like some things that TFL is building. So the enthusiasm looks pretty good with like somewhere between twenty to thirty different things being um, active on the Luna blockchain on Terra Two. Um, so there's some hope that there's um, a lot of new things will happen. The Terra Feather initiative and a lot of other things that are happening like DAO infrastructure, DAO tooling and some other things. So quite a bit's happening there. Um, Is it possible to dual purpose those dApps to run on both chains? I suppose. But like, I think immediately, whatever, whoever like is, whoever is like playing around in the background at Luna Classic, like needs to stop fucking around and create like a serious narrative for the validator rewards pool Like immediately, like that should be done now. Like you cannot wait till like I don't know, like a year down the line when the the pool is empty, and the Oracle rewards pool is empty. Um, You might as well go inflationary now. But people have this weird thing about the tokenomics. They're like, oh, we have too many coins in the market. We have to burn them. This, that, and the other thing. But what you need to do first and foremost is make sure that the chain works. And well, there's actually giving, a
10: proposal giving... in right now for uh, that specific thing that you're speaking of in regards to building a DEX uh, protocol or you know, a DEX on yeah, enough... blockchain, which, which I do understand what you're saying, and yeah. I completely agree with you, there's not and enough money. I, I'm right with you, but the, the, what it all boils down to and it gets down to the nitty-gritty is the utility and what the the actual blockchain wants to do for itself and i think that that's one thing that is coming about creeping around the corner because it is taking time i mean you know uh everything Remember is going the, on i mean but, this just isn't the time here's for my, my here's my point.
1: problem with the dex by the way um so there's a dex being created which is a community dex and the idea is like the revenue from that would i guess go to the community But here's the thing, like there are already two DEXs on the chain already, which is, Terra. I don't know if you've used them, but Astroport.fi is there. And the second DEX that's there is um, Teraswap.io. Both of them work really well, and they can easily be incorporated into, um, like, uh, they're going to be incorporated into TerraStation wallet. They're going to have, like, TFM, which is a DEX aggregator, connect everything together. You can create another DEX, but the DEXs that are already there are barely being used. The I, think it's the super, super transactional,
10: I think it's the transactional fees uh, aspect of it, being able to utilize the transactional fees. Yeah. And the reason uh, and, why and the, the concept, fees are
1: though. high is because the, the, you have to understand like when, there's a, when you create a DEX, you have to pay the liquidity providers um, in terms of incentives to be able to provide liquidity on those DEXs. And right now, there's like with the whole system being like both Luna and Luna Classic, both of them having gone through this wreckage, there's not a lot of extra capital available to allocate to liquidity provider rewards. So just because you build a DEX doesn't mean a lot of liquidity is going to show up there because you have this problem of incentive. That's
2: the thing, Sefi. This proposal is saying it will use the Oracle pool for liquidity. Make of that what you will. So you're
1: going to waste even more of the Oracle pool then. And it's going to like, be very hard to prove that they will make money with this strategy. Yes. And on top of that, you're going to compete with companies or like individual teams that are already produced things, right? Like Astroport and uh, uh, Terra So what's going to happen, they're going to be even more disincentivized to continue to practice, like keep their project running on um, Terra classic. If they find that like, well, you know, uh, so like if you create a community dex, essentially it's like like communism. Essentially, like it's a government-funded healthcare instead of like public healthcare. Once you sort of create the government option, it'll be most likely impossible for the private companies to continue to operate. And now you just have this like, and it's fine. A community dex works like I theory theoretically like osmosis. That's exactly what it is, right? So you can I do mean, that. But you're but asking other, for a direction. Yeah, the other teams will leave probably, or they'll stop take they'll stop paying attention. So that's something to be I
10: mean, Cause like, you why?
1: Because, like, why would you use Astroport or, for example, um, TerraSwap if the community pool rewards are going to incentivize LPs there? So what's going to happen is the LPs are going to be like the swap fees will be cheaper there, but you're going to use that like you're going to get that cheaper fees by using up the community pool. And yes, you will like subsidize it and make it work for a while but then what happens when the oracle pool runs out now the other DEXs have left and now you have this thing that you don't know how to incentivize anymore because you are doing it using the community rewards pool to start with right like this is all these are all stopgap measures and by the way all these like lp ponzinomics we've watched this shit for the last years right like this is not new and we know exactly how this plays out at the end of the day it ends up you end up running out of money and then no one's there to provide liquidity
10: it's a comment. you sound, you see, you sound like exactly, you know what you're talking about. And that's what I'm saying. Like we, there's a, there's a point where we all come, where we, we, we have to make a decision. And that is, you know, uh, are we going to help? Or are we going to, well, I don't continue. find people
1: really want to know the truth though. That's the problem. Like most of the time you're just like, Oh, you're fighting this or you're fighting that. Like, Nobody wants to hear reality usually. Like, I don't find that that's the case in the blockchain space
10: very often, unfortunately. Quite a bit of money in Luna Classic. And I would, I would appreciate honesty at, at, at every level in my personal opinion. Now, on a business level, I completely understand to an extent. You know, I completely understand. And yeah, the, the I, system, you know, I like, greatly appreciate I just wanted to say thank you for letting me come up and speak. Yeah, the, so, the way uh, I, I greatly you to, appreciate your opinion.
1: Yeah, no problem. The way I want you to think of blockchains is this you're creating essentially an operating system on top of which neat things can be built. And those neat things need to attract customers and those customers need to sort of like enjoy playing with the things um, on your chain. So whether it's video games, whether it's like some sort of banking apps or whatever the heck it is, right? And then theoretically your layer one gets benefit by um, like accumulating some of the transactional value of that network and also the network effects of the network in the sense that like, The more people that show up, the more people buy your coin, et cetera, et cetera. Now, is it like, uh, but at the same time, you have lots of competitor businesses all around. So like if you're building a burger joint in your little uh, town, you know, you have competitors like a McDonald's and a Five Guys and a whoever else, and you have to be able to survive in that environment. You have to thrive in that environment somehow. So really, all you have to ask is the question Noller asks, which is like, What is the point of the chain? What type of builders are you attracting and why? And why would they build on your chain as opposed to another one? Pretty much that's all, that's the only questions you have to make a list of and ask. And if you don't see that whatever community you're talking about or whatever team or TFL or whoever the hell it is, if you don't see that they're answering those questions somehow, then you have a problem. And you can kind of like flower it up all we want, but at the end of the day, like, that will lead to a problem at some point down the line. Um, you we'll know, one
10: opportunity, one opportunity that the Luna Classic blockchain has, and I'm going to be quiet after this. I'm going to shut my mouth. But one opportunity that the Luna Classic blockchain has, and one the thing that it has above a lot of blockchains is that blockchains are built for specific reasons. Luna Classic has a, has an opportunity to choose that reason. And those are two totally different things. And to me, that that itself gives more of a probability that we should sit down and actually understand which direction it goes instead of an individual group or a group of groups or whatever the case is doing whatever they're doing. I mean this is this is what's so good about the Luna Class community and being able to utilize the future of what Luna Class can do. But also I just want to reiterate that with future regulation we have to take this into consideration. We have to take into consideration, you know, uh, every aspect of it. Because if we want to stay in, you know, the top forty, I mean, in the coming months, coming years, whatever the case is, we have to keep it all under consideration. And I'm gone. I'm
1: yeah, I don't, down. I don't see anything particular from a regulatory angle that I'm worried about there. Um, like I don't. Like, well, given the circumstances of, course, all of nodes the past, has all of your validators and the regulator says to shut off all nodes and you're fucked. That would be the primary risk, right?
10: Well, given the prior circumstances, I think that we would have a little more of an eyeball on us in in itself. I don't think that the future of Luna Classic, in my personal opinion, is going to necessarily have a stable coin involved. So I agree with you that regulation itself won't be that big of an issue, but whenever you're trying, trying to get into corporations and you're trying to get banks to utilize your utility instead of it being a security or a commodity you're actually having a well, utility I, and you're pushing that utility to different corporations and i banks. will stop and,
1: i'll stop you right there like there is no reason in the universe by the way banking or commercial applications will come to uh luna or luna classic why is that it's because it's very easy to spin up your own cosmos chain it takes hours so any major corporation has a so, – uh, so the, the software development kit for Tendermint or um, whatever you want to call it these days is actually open source and you can – anybody can produce a Cosmos chain. So,
10: well, um, they don't make convenience stores on every corner for nothing. What's that now? I was just saying that you know, there's you – know, convenience is, is, a, is, is something that is important. I mean there's sure. uh, a convenience store on every corner that you drive on for a reason.
1: Yeah, and anyway, but it's easy to produce Ferrari. a store in the cosmos, if that, if that makes sense. Like, it's very easy to spin up a new blockchain.
8: If I, so, if I will add, if you want to make Terra, like, you know, like Terra Classic survive, you need to go in and get liquidity. Um, like, honestly, I, I did a quick search um, and uh, on Binance and I think Astroport, which are like your two biggest liquidities. There's a combined of less than like two and a half million dollars backing the entirety of, of of Luna Classic in terms of like buy orders, um, so like that's that's uh
10: interesting. Um, yeah,
8: that, so is that in so comparison
10: much, to Luna. What so is that in comparison to Luna?
8: Uh, let me go check real quick right now. I can do that right now. Uh, Luna is also small, by the way. It'll be higher than less than five. Like I'll, I'll I'm literally going. You can go into like Binance and look at the buy orders that exist. So Binance just
10: on Luna. Right now, once this loads, finance didn't volunteer to burn Luna coins either.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that whole burn thing, it's not going to make any they won't. Difference. I it agree, won't make, it won't make much difference anyway. It's not, I agree. Enough. it's not sufficient enough a driving force. You have to have like buying pressure mostly, and there has to be a really good reason to buy Luna, Luna Classic, whatever it is. You have to have sufficient reason to buy it hold it. And the buyers have to assume that there's some u- usefulness of doing so over the next several years or whatever that number is. And um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of competition in the crypto space. Um, there's definitely ideas. Like I've I've had entire spaces for hours and hours talking about different project ideas that could be built. And um, there's people that are like taking notes and shit. And like sometimes um, people that produce things just so, so start listening a little bit. So I have a lot of ideas. I don't have the time to sit around and fuck around making these things. Like I have a, a career of my own that I do. Like, but I know what, what is fun and I know what I would use as a, as a consumer or as a player or whatever you want to call it. And I think there's some things that can be built. It's just like there has to be a team of builders that are willing to do some of these things. So
8: I did look it up. Um, so the Astroport, uh, USD, Axler USDC pool, Luna pool uh, has five four and $4.5 in liquidity
1: versus like that's in the Luna USDT or US XLR
8: USDC versus Luna. Luna. Oh okay, yeah. USDC Luna. Okay. So yeah. that 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 D5 pool itself has more liquidity than the entirety of Luna Classic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like two and a half mil total on Classic, something like that. Versus yeah. like six to seven mil total TVL on Luna two, I think. So they're both comparatively small. Funnily though, like Aptos launched the other week and it's got less than fifty mil TVO. and that was hyped to hell, right? That was like peak hype, max VC backed chain, and even that couldn't beat like very simple protocols launched on Terra during the the bull run. So it's um, it's yeah,
1: crypt- crypto space liquidity is hideous right now. So like the order books will be super thin. So the moment any kind of like sell pressure shows up, you know things will drop a lot on anything so it's like you better it's like no matter what it is, it's like it's almost like pray that BTC stays where it is, otherwise like anything in the altcoin space will will get uh, ripped to shreds pretty much at this point. yeah, there's just not enough liquidity out there now granted like knowing all of that, I just save my income from work. And I'm just waiting for something like that to happen and if there's some like further crushing destruction or whatever then I'll go buy that at that point. And, but it's, you know, the market's down quite a bit already. So one could be already sort of like acquiring some things or whatever. And I am a little by little, like tiny little bites, but nothing of any significance. Um, you know, any serious buys I'm going to make, I'm still sort of waiting. Um, anyway, but at the same time, like my Luna that I have vested, I am just simply re, re um, uh, I'm just holding on to it. Uh, there's not really an obvious reason for me to sell it um, you know, for nominal amounts of money. I might as well just vest it, save it. Um, if it does really well, at least TFL has proven that they can build cool shit. Um, I'm pretty convinced based on all the data I've seen that they're innocent from the perspective of any kind of like rug pull or any other shenanigans that they were accused of. It looks like everything they did, as far as I can tell, is above board. And so I think Doquan and everyone else is innocent of any kind of like. Anything except like failure of the actual project in terms of the, the like mechanics of the system. But I don't think there's anything like there's no ill will. I don't think personally. So I think that's good. So I'm just willing to kind of keep my trust in the idea that um, uh, the Feather ecosystem and everything else Luna is producing will be kind of a competitor in a sense to the Interchain Security System on Atom. It'll be a competitor to like the Osmosis. Um, uh, mesh security system, and may be able to like find ways to kind of like communicate and like connect with all of those things and uh, and do well long-term. So it's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Now that, you know, you could also argue about like how bullish or bearish you are on the entirety of the altcoin space, which is uh, getting pretty crowded as of late. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any problem with that. And then Luna Classic, is it like, um, if you look at, uh, if, if you're deciding what to buy or whatever, I would just look at its chart and compare it to any other chart in crypto. Um, like as a, think of it as a brand new coin and think of it as any other coin that pumps, like, you know, where it goes up like hundred X or whatever from the bottom and, and look at how long it takes to sort of bleed out. So cadena would be a good example it's a fully functioning chain with like, what's called a chain web. It went from like, I don't know. 10 or maybe like 50 cents or 10 cents or something like that. It went to $25. And then now it's back down to what, a dollar? So if you think that, and that's a fully functioning system with no like proof of work system with no like tokenomics issues. If that can drop from $25 to $1, any chain can do that at any time. Like it's, that's a good way to uh, think of like the drop from the top. Assume that like anything that's about 99% down from the top if, you, if it's still functioning and everything's still going well, you might consider buying something like that. Um, and if it's like, I don't know, 80% down from the top or something like that, it might still continue to drop. Um, so you have, you have to be careful. Anyway, so yeah, if you, if you own Luna, Luna Classic, whatever the hell it is, um, you, you have to just make your choices, whatever they might be. I am just holding on to Luna. If, like, there's some amazing new shit that gets developed for Classic, you know, maybe I'll buy some more or whatever. Um, But uh, we'll see. Uh, Eight Bytes, did you have any other points there?
9: Uh, Yeah, you know, and sorry, it was just had on my mind for a while. But, like, Binance has custody of half of, like, the total supply of Luna Classic. And I think, like, that's, and, like, there's just, like you were saying, but there's a lot of risks you have to consider. Um, personally, like I think regulatory risks are still a major risk in blockchain. So, but, um, yeah, and like, just in terms of like validator centralization, um, and just like where the direction is right now, it, it's just really hard to build up like a proper use case for Luna or, or Luna classic, or whether or not you even want you to have your app on Luna classic, because, well, I mean, like I said, like anchor is, still exists on there mirror is still there even though they've shut down most like most operating parts of it like there's always like a risk someone who has enough knowledge of how the blockchain works can come in somehow exploit whatever liquidity is there and then exploit your own app right and i think like like when you're evaluating whether or not to like buy luna classic like you have to consider all these risks and it's and another thing about altcoins is If it dropped ninety nine percent, it can still drop another ninety nine percent, and it can it can just keep going, right? Like, like as as long as there's people who can sell it, like it can just keep dropping.
1: Yeah, that's what that's where allocation matters. Like, you know, if you've decided that you know I have you know I don't know, like a hundred bucks to invest in something, and you do so, uh, and you're okay with it dropping ninety percent or whatever it is, then you know feel free go right ahead, right? Um, because these the volatility is going to be extraordinary. Um, even off the, even off of something that's already depressed quite a lot. Um, and this is just generally true, but at the same time, it's like, uh, the flip side to that would be in hypervolatile assets, you will never know what the bottom is. So you just have to like zoom out and say, wait a minute. Okay. Like, where's the market cap? Um, if there's another run or like there's an excitement or whatever, you know, uh, is it possible to get back to, you know, let's say you have a hundred million market cap coin. Is it possible to get back to a billion market cap? Um, We know that on the way up, these things can pump as irrationally as they can drop on the way down. So like anything you care about, you'll have to start nibbling at and buying at some point. But this, I agree, it's peak greed. If you think that like, you're going to guess exactly when the perfect bottom is and you're going to grab that exact bottom for a million dollars, it's going to go up 100X and you're going to be worth a $100 million. That's like, that's probably the most greediest way to think like the 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 there will never be a telegraph signal from any particular um like technical analysis or youtube channel whatever the fuck, that's going to tell you exactly when to go all in or something like that so yeah anything that you do you'll have to scale in probably um one way or the other and, and that's the only rational way to do it so that's why most people in crypto stay poor it's because like on the way down They actually aren't buying. So when most people are buying is after things have already done like their first 10X and then they'll try to jump in for the next 10X Um, and then they get burned. Uh, Like, for example, uh, the Luna Classic pump is a perfect example of that. So it it skyrocketed and many people bought the top and now they have to sort of like wait and see what happens, you know, and, you know, is it going to bleed out like 99% and then it goes up again or is it going to go up again or when or whatever? Who the hell knows, really? And um, you get that bag holder effect every time when you have a massive pump and you happen to buy somewhere in the middle or the top of that. And uh, then you sit around waiting and asking everybody else, like, hey, why isn't the price going up? Why isn't it going up? And, like, you know, it's it's because getting those pumps to happen, like a viral pump, you know, with social media and everything else is not that easy to perform. And, like, can you imagine, like, how much attention there was on Luna and Luna Classic when the Luna Classic chain first was created? It's like you had a bunch of people watching. You had the crypto space was in chaos. You had Binance talking about Luna Classic. You had YouTube videos, sky, you know, all over the place talking about it. And it's not a surprise that a bunch of people showed up, bought the thing, and it pumped really high. But to replicate that attention again uh, is not so easy to do. Um, like half the people that came onto Luna Classic, I don't even know where they showed up from there's like a bunch of new people and like some of them were for like, like a whole bunch of people from Turkey. For some reason, there's a bunch of people from India. And I remember when it first started and all these new people showed up, like, where are you from? Like they don't even have half the people didn't even know English and didn't even know what the fuck they were buying. Honestly, they just bought something. They went on Binance and they said, Ooh, CZ said to buy CZ said, good, whatever. They just went and bought it. I don't know. Like they couldn't even explain to me why they bought the thing, honestly. And then the thing pumped like crazy, but those kind of viral pumps, um, are hard to orchestrate, uh, for a second time. It can be done once and maybe twice, but to do it over and over again, generally is difficult. Like, um, like, you know, it's like the, even the Dogecoin thing, it's like, like, where did everybody go? Like where, where the Dogecoin memes go, where all the people posting little dog pictures and comedy and like posting on YouTube and like TikToks and everything else. Right. Like all that died down, And then it's hard to gin that excitement back up again. So yeah, that that viral um, spread is where a lot of the pumps come from. And when people see those things, like if they don't know how those things are orchestrated, how those pumps are created, then they think, well, it's just a matter of time. Another pump will happen. Not necessarily. Like there are significant portions of the crypto industry, like, I don't know, like Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash and a bunch of others. They never went back to prior highs, even in this bull market, which um, is saying a lot, right? So and those are like Like Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin are are on like every exchange, right? Like what exchange doesn't have them? And they still weren't able to get um, the same pump they did back like in 20, um, what was it like 2018 or whatever it was. So yeah, it's really hard to re-engineer those pumps and you'll have a lot of competition for them too. Because the people that create brand new chains that are worth like, I don't know, a million dollars or 5 million or 10 million dollars, it's so much easier to see price action go up on those. And it's much easier to pump those socially. So people will just move on to new shit. Like you'll think that the same people will come back to pump the same token or whatever, and they just don't show up again. Then what? Right. Like, so it's a very interesting parrot like, uh, like social media experience. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Monger, did you have a,
9: that's like the relation, right. Is you're, you're speculating on something because you think someone else will come by and buy it like for more, right. It's not not the same as investing which is what a lot of builders do where yeah i think it
1: takes it takes everybody though right it takes builders to create something interesting it takes like influencer types all over the internet or whatever to sort of like spread the word because otherwise you're going to spend money on advertising And what builder wants to do that right yeah so the builders love their community when they're
9: pumping their bags right like they love that it's it's a combined effort right but like at the same time like you shouldn't as, as a person like you said like someone who doesn't know anything about blockchain right like they shouldn't be coming in into this space and purchasing whatever coin because they think someone's gonna pump it right like it it's more about it's it's more about well okay like if i buy this luna coin in like 10 years maybe there might be like some yeah. cool lending platform or something where i can yeah i like... was
1: listening as an example to out the algorand um team this morning okay. so one of the members of the Algorand team was on this morning on Twitter spaces and he's like, okay, I'm building things. And, you know, he was going into the nuances of what Algorand does or whatever. Right. And, um, uh, one of the comments he made during the whole time was like, he himself had bought the Algorand token cause there's no team tokens to hand out. And he was underwater despite being a developer in the space. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like, so the builder, the builders themselves sometimes are underwater and, and, um, they have to hope that by building something, people will come and use the products and make the coin price go up or whatever.
9: and, that, and that's um, exactly yeah. it. Right? that's the entrepreneurial spirit. so like as a like as a builder, right, we want to we have these great ideas, and we think, like you know, if we can just get this off the ground and running, like then things will start to take off on its own, right? or you know it's it's like with anyone who wants to found a company normally it's it's about it, it, it's about like you know building out like the vision right and seeing how it performs out there and competition is is exactly what makes it better is is the fact that you can have 10 lending protocols or you can have um like 30 different nft platforms it's it's a good thing and like
1: (laughs) i like how bruce uh changes the name of the space to merge like (laughs) lunk into luna because they're all depressed or something and then he runs away (laughs) um everyone thinks i post that shit like that's always bruce's uh (laughs) he he posts these funny things just to kind of gin up a crowd or something it's very funny um but uh yeah like basically uh no so there's a lot of um like i guess pros and cons to to either chain is what i was kind of getting into and um right now like the uh the luna classic crowd um is like this year has been intoxicated by the price action because it pumped and went up and everything else. And um, so, but then how to keep the price up is entirely dependent on um, really just bringing lots of new users who want to own the coin. Let's just be fair. And that's a reasonable thing to expect, by the way. That's the whole point, right? The financial security of the network is improved by more people who want your coin for whatever reason. So it's not an un- unreasonable to expect that. Like People that buy stocks think the same thing. If I go and buy Apple stock, right, I'm hoping that more people are going to want to buy Apple stock too and pump my bags. I get it, right? That's how equities work. There's nothing wrong with that. But is that the only thing that you can expect? Like there's no actual background, like serious economic activity or reason to hold a coin. That's where you have a problem. Um, I don't think, uh, like, <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't have any problem with the idea that like, you know, latecomers are going to get wrecked. Early people are going to make more money and everything else. That's just how life works in equities. Like welcome to finance. Like there's nothing new there.
9: Yeah, that's right. And yeah, and I mean, like honestly, what Luna Classic needs is it needs the technology support and infrastructure that TFL has. And if it can get that, then builders can actually start like playing around on platform and actually doing things. Because right now there just isn't a there just isn't that kind of support. You just have Terra Rebels who are kind of too busy. Like I mean, like that one wallet thing. which uh, Jared from TFL had to come in and clarify, right? Like that one thing is is huge. Like if TFL drops support for Terra Classic Wallet and Terra Rebel now has to build their own wallet, well, that's going to take like the majority of their time, and then like the rest, like the rest of the stuff that's already behind, like the rest of the Tendermint ecosystem is just not going to get fit, right? And from there, yeah, I
1: mean, barely anybody's using the the decentralized wallets anyway. So who gives a shit right now, right? Yeah, like that, the, the that, number of users is relatively small. Like a lot of the people that bought uh, Luna Classic for example have their coins sitting on Binance. They haven't actually moved them off to wallets to participate in DeFi any either way. So if anything like the number one educational thing the Luna Classic community should be doing if they give a fuck is showing people how to use the wallet and how to right. yeah. like do things on chain as a and that would be the primary educational endeavor I would think like not worrying about all these other bullshit proposals and everything. Like if you have, I don't know, let's say a 50% increase in, or even 100% increase, the number of people that actually move their coins off onto wallets and are now participating in some form of fashion or in staking or DeFi or something, then that actually would be a good signal that things are going in the right direction. That was one of the, so a big like way to tell if the price of your coin is going to go up, by the way, I'll give you some little easy hints here. (laughs) The easy way to tell if your coin price is going to go up is the number of wallets being created is increasing over time. And the value um, in those wallets of Luna Classic Coins is going up as well. If you see those things happening on chain metrics, then you know that price is going to follow given sufficient time. And if you don't see that, you should be very, very worried that there's simply not enough exit liquidity. People will get bored. And like a lot of people that come in just for the speculation, when they, let's say they throw in like a a bunch of money, they throw in a 100 grand USD into Luna Classic, let's say, eh, they'll tolerate maybe a 10% drop. Maybe they'll tolerate a 50% drop. And then you get all these people that'll sell and they'll panic sell the bottom on the way down. So in crypto, like every level down, you see more and more sellers and it just goes and goes and goes and it bleeds um, until like 90% of the initial like pump gets dissipated at least it's really amazing how, um, how predictable this stuff is. And like, you know, like that's why on coin, uh, coin market, no, not coin market on coin gecko. If you use the coin gecko app, go to the very bottom of any coin, like on the little page where it shows you all the token economics, and it will show you the percentage down it is from the top, which is a useful metric. Cause, um, like once something is down over 95% from the top, like, Even Ethereum did this in the early days. I think it was like down like 97% or something before it started to go up again. Um, If Ethereum can go down 97%, by the way, any of your fucking coins can go down 97%. I promise you. So it's important to sort of like use that metric on CoinGecko when you're looking to see, wait, A, do I like the fundamentals of this coin? And B, do I think this is at a good price to be buying again? Um, And to me, it's like the lower you are from the top. Um, So let's say I'm down over 90%, then the size of my allocations in terms of what I'm buying starts to really grow up at that stage. So it's a really simple way to think of it. And a lot of times you could say, well, number one, even in the stock market, um, generally speaking, like just with equities, a 30% correction is a good time to be starting. That's assuming you're talking about equities that don't usually like, like drop 99%. Um, in stocks and things, if you drop 99%, it means that the company is basically going to zero, essentially. Um, there's no reason to exponentially buy the bottom. In a crypto space, Like that's just called Tuesday. <laughs> and, you know you might want to consider buying things, but um, you could really just start once things have dropped at least 30 to 40% from a top or a local top. But in crypto, when a bear market begins, um, you're really talking, and that usually imp- When does a what does a bear market constitute? It usually means you're dropped, you drop below fifty percent from the top, is usually when a bear market begins, and then you could just expect to bleed from there, because everyone's pissed by that point and selling and everything, Um, and like you could use the the percent drop from the top as a good indicator of when to start scaling in, but in crypto space, um, like dips in a bull market, you could argue that like a forty percent dip is a great time to be maybe buying some, um, but in a bearish market, uh, like you you know, you know, really should be like allocating heavy once things are down about 95%, maybe something like that. Even in projects you like, by the way, it doesn't matter whether you like the project or not. Um, speculative price action, um, it just works like this where prices of things are pumped way beyond like what they're rationally worth. Like I'll give you an example. I think the market cap of IBM right now which produces quantum computers and shit is like $100 billion or something. And like, I think the Luna Classic market cap is $1 billion, right? Like, do you actually believe that whatever it, it's doing is worth $1 billion? No, there isn't that kind of exit liquidity. We just pointed that out when we talked about like what's on Binance, what's on KuCoin, whatever's on the Dexes, right? Whereas, how much exit liquidity you think is out there for IBM when they have a 4.5% like dividend yield? Right, It's a very different thing. So when you compare the prices in crypto, you have to like look at them and say, wait, like what, how does this market cap compare to like a similar equity of that size in the stock market? And then you say to yourself, well, and what do those companies do? Does my blockchain do as much as, at least as much as that does? If not, the answer is probably your, your the price of your coin is probably too high. Um, <laughs> that's probably the case. Anyway, that, just like use some sort of basis for comparison for what is too expensive and too cheap in the market. It's probably a reasonable um, way to think about these things. Uh, like, and just because you bought something um, doesn't mean that like, um, like, well, what it usually means is we fall in love with the things we buy. And what happens is, is that like, mm, we tend to sort of like uh, see the negatives and ignore them because, we don't want to believe that those things are true about our blockchain or our stock or whatever it is. Um, and so you see this kind of like coping meca- mechanism for everybody, like apologizing for every fucking bad thing that happens and thinking, ah, it's not a big deal. Not, you know, nothing's going to happen and that kind of thing. But right now, like in Luna Classic, if you were to ask me what is the obvious problem, it's like, wait a minute. I'll like between all nodes and a couple of the validators, like you have like something like 30 to 50% of the network. centralized. And you're like, wait a minute, how is that going to work out? It has the lowest Nakamoto coefficient in the cosmos now. Um, And that could lead to some end result where you might say, well, I didn't know SBF was going to fuck up and run off with everyone's money. But you don't know who runs all nodes or whatever. So what does that mean? The more centralized it becomes, the more that becomes public knowledge, the more that becomes YouTube videos, the self-funding effect itself will cause the price to go down. And what will happen then is like it's hard to reverse that once it happens. Once people perceive that, hey, wait a minute, this blockchain or that blockchain is too centralized. How on earth are you going to have a PR campaign to reverse that at that point? It's going to be very difficult. So even the people at All Nodes should basically stop taking new people onto their business or whatever, saying, hey, wait a minute, this is too decentralized. What the fuck? Like you guys are putting too much money on our on our validators. But that they don't do that either. So that means that All Nodes is not a good participant in your system. Because instead of promoting decentralization, they're actively promoting uh, centralization. And that's eventually going to lead, even if they don't do anything, by the way, even if they don't rug pull everybody, they don't create some situation in the voting scheme. Like even if they're a totally good actor, right? It won't matter because eventually people ask themselves, wait a minute, is this going to be another rug pull? Is this going to be another, you know, SBF running off with my money, et cetera, et cetera, right? This is the problem with centralization is that it automatically will make sure that anyone serious in crypto won't show up. Like anyone that's going to put $10 million of their money on your blockchain or more, they're not showing up with that kind of risk eventually, right? And you have to think about that. You're just going to get small retail users. And, like, you know, again, it's hard to gin up lots of retail users um, over time. And then builders are going to think the same thing, by the way. They're going to be like, wait a minute, this damn thing is too centralized any modicum of research. And they're going to be like, wait a minute, we're not building over here. This thing doesn't make any sense. Like this thing could crash. And then next thing you know, like my project gets turned to shit. Like the same thing that happened with UST and Luna, like that could happen with lots of other vectors too, like centralization and problems that can occur. So yeah, just things for people to be really kind of careful about, I think, before getting too enthusiastic about dumping a lot of money, whatever, whatever. Right. So even with Terra and TFL, like I really have to see like nonstop credible building. And if they build shit, like, you know, they create cool apps and everything. I'm perfectly fine on Twitter with sharing that shit. And like that does not mean, by the way, I automatically think that protocol is safe or whatever, by the way, like just because someone retweets something or whatever means nothing. It just means I'm fine with like, you know, sort of like clicking a button and advertising for them in a sense. But that doesn't mean that's you know, that I know that it's perfectly safe and all those type of things. Right. So just always be aware of that. Like, you know, just because people tweet shit or have a big following, or whatever, doesn't mean shit as far as like um, certainty about safety or price or anything else. So, you know, I think they're like, I tend to retweet some of those things. If TFL does cool shit, they continue to build. I'll continue to support them in that sense. I want my bag to go up. I have plenty of Luna. I want it to do well. I want them to build stuff so people want to come to the chain or whatever. And that's true of any of the chains that I put money on. Like, I'd like them to succeed. Um, In fact, I wouldn't even put my money there if I didn't think there was some chance of success, right? Like, why would I buy coins that I think are going to go to zero? So, to some extent, like, you, you might say, well, you know, oh, look at these influencers. They're pumping their own bags. But at the same time, why would someone spend that much time researching a chain that they don't actually have any ownership of? And know nothing about, right? Would you rather buy like you know coins from someone that says they at least own something and therefore they are talking about it, or would you rather have like some kind of analyst of some kind that somehow analyzes these things but don't doesn't own it at all? Um, I don't know what the answer to that is. From the like um, like in the traditional stock markets, um, analysts are supposed to basically just disclose what they have and then they kind of like you know oh we have we own Apple and we're covering it. Um, And they kind of disclosed that. And for me, it's like, if I'm talking about a coin, it probably means I own it. You could probably take that to the bank, or at least I owned it at some point, um, at some point in the recent past. But anyway, yeah, Citizen, you were saying something?
6: Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to drop a tip here. Uh, This isn't financial advice. Um, I'm going to arrange the next pump of Doge by... uh, Buying a Shiba Inu, or maybe borrowing, and uh, upon Elon Musk triumphant return to the uh, Vatican to, for an audience with uh, the Papa Francis, uh, we're gonna have a, a photo op where we emerge with the Shiba Inu in hand, like Simba passed off to Papa Fr- from from Papa Francis to Elon Musk, and Elon Musk will then kiss the 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 dog. At that point, we will engage. You're, 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 attempt, you're attempting to create
1: the, the, some kind of extreme meme then. <laughs> like
6: engineer a meme. Yes. And that will be the sign. Everybody here, when you see that sign, then you know it's about to go down. And here we go. We have Elon Musk with all of these assets. Exit liquidity. What more could you want?
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether That was part one of a two-part Chepe Space, Lunk, Luna, and AI. Recorded on Monday, December 12th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled in the darkest of times when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus open the
11: sarcophagus and release the virus got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis when the flags go up like everyone is righteous spending government checks sniffing up the white dust the previous generation wants to be just like us fuck that shit I'm trying to be like was. drop the bias and you might survive this the mummy coming through to remind your highness I might just buy up my own fucking island build a little bunker then wait for the timer countdown to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys and emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come me either If you look at the bright side, we're lost at the right time Blindly following stars in the night sky Part of me might ride away with the prize fight Man versus everything else until the time's right Unleash the cracking no wait, that was crack Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem Ugly little shit's eating up all our rhythm Mishandling the captions, who has the answer? Holding our attention for Ransom Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template, like it matters if it's a blue or red state. Charged every month and we can't even cancel. Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel. Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit and pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit. In the beginning, it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% and the numbers are so much higher. We're not ready for the next epidemic. So, if your oxygen level
3: falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the the patient.
0: Timber spaces.